What's good with y'all? Listen, this podcast is sponsored by none other than Niche Clothing. Go to nicheclothing.net. That's www.nicheclothing.net, which is spelled N-I-C-H-E, clothing.net. Put in my specific promo code, HHWL2023, and you can get 10% off of crew neck sweaters, sweatsuits, hoodies, t-shirts. We got all of that. We're going to have y'all right for the spring and the summer. That's www.nicheclothing.net. Promo code is HHWL2023. And remember, no niche is too small if it's yours. What's up? This is Donnie Klang, and you're now rocking with the Happy Hour with Lido podcast. What's up with it? This Flamborghini. You are now tuned in to the Happy Hour with Lido podcast. Man. Glasses in the air. Toast to a high power. Because what you tuning in to right now is Lido's Happy Hour. Lido's Happy Hour, this is where we're set. Rolling uncut, we giving real facts. Educating, entertaining all the people And when it come to podcasts, it ain't nothing equal Giving people knowledge, they can put in action All the way authentic, we ain't never capping Exclusive interviews, cause we ain't never lacking The other state is talking, and we bout the action huh. Glasses in the air Toast to a higher power Happy hour. Yo, 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 I hear you don't see you. My God, yeah, it's all good. It's all audio. Oh, it's all audio, man. Yeah, it's all audio, bro. All pretty and shit. Nah, you ain't even gotta do all that, man. man. Let, let me give my man the, the proper proper introduction you know what i'm saying welcome welcome to happy hour with Lido. i am your boy Lido. i got a special special super guest tonight y'all um where can i start actor comedian rapper church father church husband church brother church son church what else? What else can I say, man? You know Shit. what I'm saying? Yeah, My God! Oh no, not not much, man. I'm a producer. Producer. Uh, See, we got to talk about that too. You know what I'm writer, saying? Writer, writer, uh, producer, director. Uh, voice. Uh, you do voiceovers. Yeah, yeah, I do voiceovers, man. Lyricist. Lyricist. Uh, My man. My man. Yeah, Omar talking. Gooding, aka yeah. Big O. What's going on, bro? Man, what's happening, Captain? Man, you know I'm living a dream. I can't call it alcoholic. How you feeling, though? I'm good, man. I feel good, bro. Let's 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 talk about your Lakers, man, real quick, man. Can we get into that? I don't know. We only got thirty minutes. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I didn't even get to watch this game right now, man. (laughs) Every time I turned it on, we was either winning or losing. It was some back and forth tonight. Well, like I said, uh, bro, you know, we can go. Like I said, if you got the the kids around, that's fine, bro. It's all organic. It's whatever. If we go longer than thirty, we can go longer than thirty. It don't matter to me. But it's all up to you, my bro. Yeah, well, shit, I, I, you know what? I, I did miss the. I, I remember you said this was just audio, so I probably yeah. had to run around. But they, you know, they like to, they loud now. 
They ain't quiet kids. They the loud kids. They my so one sad. year old was screaming when I called grandma a minute ago. He just started hollering. <laughs> and he and this is his talk. That's his talk voice. Well, yeah, man, these Lakers, man, I'm feeling good about them, man. I mean, I'm 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 uh, we don't you know. Last year was like we just got to get one. You know what I mean? We right. got to get LeBron. LeBron, I ain't gonna get his ring. I mean, I ain't gonna get his uh, jersey until he get us a ring. I mean, that's just what it is. So now you, know you, gotta, now you, you gotta, know, gotta get we gotta win this. Yeah, we gotta win this for Kobe. All that, blah blah blah. Now that we got that out the way, I got my uh, Black Mamba number twenty three jersey. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm good now. I'm you know I'm I'm straight now. I also got to get my AD jersey. I didn't. Uh, I just I kind of want to. I don't like ordering stuff. You know what I mean? I, I go down to Staples Center and it's be like that one. Yeah. That's all my Kobe jerseys. That's how they is. But they was all out of Anthony Davis, man. So, um, but I get it. I'm going to order a nice one, especially when uh, we, when they got fans again and we can go get up in there. Uh, but this is what it is. Now, you know, we wanted to get the one out of the way. Uh-huh. Now we're going for greatness, man. 3P. Got a 3P. I ain't even thinking about this back-to-back. That's easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's easy. We too deep right now. We got a 12-man roster, my G. Right. 12 starters. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, man. It's THT kids. Love them to death. We got Montrez, our bench. We definitely got the strongest bench in the league. What? We beat the Clippers, who are still contenders, I mean, regardless of how they fizzled out in the playoffs last year. They still contenders, and we whooped them without two of the best players in the game right now. That's a fact. Two of the best players in the game now. Now we whooped them both. Whooped the second time, we whooped them bad. Usually when you rematch somebody, I don't care if it's preseason, after season, unseasoned, I don't give a damn what it is, nigga. It's just, so whoop them back-to-back on the second game. Even worse than we did the game right before, man. It, it, you know, they, yeah. there's there's a we look good, and then there's almost you look so good that you start to make them look bad. That's how they, that, that's what they looking like right now. <laughs> Word. So I got a confession. You know what I'm saying? My y'all played my Miami Heat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, good shit. Um, I, I respect that. I respect that, man. I I don't even want to downplay them. It was too little, man. They was too little. Who y'all thought they were? Yeah, that's we, good. Y'all yeah. knew that y'all knew what Tom Petitbian had. Everybody doubted him, and Butler made a name for himself. Y'all got a nice little squad, man. I, I think I think um, I don't. I, that Giannis thing messed us up, man. We was trying to get Giannis next year, man. Now he done signed that long, that big contract. Good you for him. Let him stay there. And let you know he's got a cool town. I mean, he could get people there. He should yeah. get somebody to come with him maybe next year. I don't know about this year. Uh, what you think? Let me ask you a question. What you think about Brooklyn? What you think they're gonna do? I mean, they they team scary, man. I, I mean, Potential. I believe it. Potential. And that, have you? I haven't seen their, any of their preseason games. How are they looking? I watched one the other day. They were playing. Uh, who were they playing, bro? Did both so, of them start? Did both of them boys start? Both of them started, but and they was going nuts. I mean, Kyrie really? had eighteen. Really? Um, KD had fifteen. They didn't even play that many minutes, man. Damn. That's <laughs> a lot. That's pretty strong. That's strong. <laughs> Hey, you look good too, that's coming off that injury. Strong. I didn't have to see the highlights. See, you just say them numbers. Think that's yeah. half. I'm sure they played uh, only one half, like LeBron and AD did tonight. Yeah, like 20 minutes or something. It wasn't even that Damn. probably. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty strong. All right, all right. Was they playing on the on the floor? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of like LeBron and AD. What I like about these two, like with Kobe and Shaq, we needed them both together, and they gelled, and it was nice. Whether they liked each other or not, on the floor they were unstoppable. They know how to get it to each other in the right spots and this and that and third. Right. And, but it was rarely what we have now where you got LeBron and AD at the same time. That's, that's, that's you know, very good. However, LeBron can rest, AD will run it. AD can rest, LeBron will run it. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to figure out, that's what I'm asking about Brooklyn. Do you think it's one of those KD will have a squad and then Kyrie will have a squad and then obviously crunch time, they both in there trying to figure out who gets the ball at the end of the game? 
Well, you know what, man, to be honest with you, since they got that new coach, you know, Steve Nash gonna let them do whatever they want to do. So it just <laughs> you ain't lying. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's going speaking of coaches, I go be the dead horse and over you. You started it, so I gotta talk about it. <laughs> I think we have we have the best coach that the oh, this is hard to say too. It's hard to say. I gotta because it just popped in my head, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because it's why I feel. Right. I think we have the best coach the Lakers have ever had. Now the only reason why I say that because he's oh, wait. he only run. I know he, but I mean, he just he did like Phil. He came in and won right away. So, so, so I, I'm saying potentially got a long way to go. But I've never, and I've watched every Laker game ever played, uh, as far back as I could find. I, <laughs> I was out of town, man. I went to go film a movie, in um, good lord, I was in the sticks, man. Little people, it, it, Thailand, bro. I was in Thailand oh, for 13 man. weeks, and my wife kept sending me videos and stuff to watch because it wasn't stuff to watch back then. You had a DVD player and boom, boom, boom. This is long I'm talking. Woof, this was back right for that tsunami hit that wiped out half the country. Mm. Um, I watched, I think, every piece of footage. I have never seen the Lakers play defense the way they played in that closeout game against y'all. And y'all ain't no punks. That was no that Y'all was trying to stay alive and these boys clamped down. I believe that night they could have beaten any team ever. That's I know that's saying a whole lot. Yeah. But that defense that they played, and we didn't even have all our tall niggas in. It was crazy. It was that a crazy defense. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I mean, the Lakers evolved through the playoffs, too. That's why I give this coach so much respect, what I'm getting at is. At the first game of the playoffs, what do we do? Lose. <laughs> we lost the first game. And what do we do? We made adjustments, and we never lost to that team again. Next team we played. Oh, these teams, now they can beat the Lakers. Watch this. We lost. Oh, shit, they lost game one again. And then we <laughs> did not lose another game. I'm talking adjustments. What do we do? These niggas are shooting three-pointers from the fucking logo? Okay, run them off the gun line, boss. We, right. ain't letting them, we ain't letting them shoot nothing wide open. We was running at them. First game lost, LeBron said, uh, well, they were very fast. We have to be faster, and we we made adjustments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like playing y'all. I think y'all y'all was the, y'all was the second best team in the, in the NBA for sure. But I mean, easily. Look at that. Look at how everybody else struck. We bust burned through everybody else, and then we got the other oh, shit. Denver, even Denver, what they get one game? Yeah, they got oh, yeah. three one. You know how they do, or down three one. You know how they do? Nah, nah, nah. Cut it out. <laughs> oh, and Not we picked up. Uh, we picked up AB Bradley too. This you know this yeah this free this free. Yes, we did, bro. He on Miami no, now. Did. Yes, sir. No, you did. Take that back. Take that back. Don't be <laughs> dropping bombs. Don't be shocking me. Y'all got Avery? Yeah, ah, we picked him hurt. up. I forgot about my guy. We so deep. I'm sitting here bragging. That was my goal. That's 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 gonna be big, man. Yeah. Mark my words right now. That's gonna be big for y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. gonna. Uh, I see y'all and y'all and uh, we'll see what Brooklyn go through. Uh, my thing about Brooklyn is, you know, you got to prove it to me. They'll win a bunch of regular season games and then the preseason start. And you know. I think that bubble was was awesome, man. I think it should be the opposite of a. I think I think honestly, I think there should be an asterisk next to this, this mm. next to last year, but for the positive reason, not the last team that had an asterisk, which was what I think uh, when we had that lockout and it was a short season mm-hmm. and the Spurs won it all, but nobody say nothing about all oh, the Spurs got one championship in question or none of the bullshit like that. Nah, this was the hardest one to win. Now I don't think it was the hardest one to win. In difficulty, I'm just saying it was the truest, purest one mm. because you had no fans, no distractions, just basketball. Right, niggas in the gym running up and down the court. Oh, you can hear everybody's every whistle. You can hear everything the motherfucking coaches was yelling. You can hear everything, and it was all pure basketball, no distractions. Yep. And the cream rose to the top. 
best players, best team out the West came out, best team out the East came out, and then they went at it and win all the games. So come on, man. Yeah, that in my was, opinion, that, you can't that, you can't put no asterisk next to it because that, nah. that it was hard to win. It was hard for anybody to win. It was hard. It was hard, and it was it was also. I mean, I say I think it's it's two ways to put it. I mean, hard and you know like the, what they had to go through and being in that bubble and, and being away from their peoples and not knowing what's going on. I mean, you got a pandemic going around killing people, mm-hmm. and you can't you don't even know what's going on. You got to just play the game, and after the game, hope you don't get no fucking phone calls to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Facts. So you see that? Yeah, mentally, it was the toughest one ever, ever, ever. But on the court. To me, it was all basketball. It was kind of, I, I don't know, I'm not a player, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But I would think, I don't know if they'd admit it, but it was easier in a sense. That's why I'm like, look, we were the best road team. We had the best road record, period, during the during the season. Yeah, that's a fact. Everybody's on the road. Nigga, we got it. That's what, <laughs> we, it was harder for some reason for us to play at home than on the road. We all on the road. Well, Lakers then. It's easy. So, anyway, that's all I'm going to I don't want to eat up too much time talking about these Lakers because I will go for 75 minutes. It's all good, man. Look, listen, I looked at it as a win-win for me because I'm an Ohio guy. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, there you go. There you go. So Happy for LeBron. LeBron. You know what I yeah. get? I, I'll tell you this then. This one, I'm, since we talk about it, this is my take on LeBron. I was tough on him because when he came out, they crowned him king, and I'm a Kobeist, okay? I'm a Laker <laughs> through and through, all right? Le- Kobe and Shaq came. They talk about trading one of them. I'm like, fuck Kobe, keep Shaq. And they didn't. They got rid of Shaq. All right. Well, I am a Laker, so Kobe, you got it. And I got to watch this boy because when I watch, when I'm a fan, I watch every game. Right. I say every game, I'm talking 82 times a year, a season, I got to see Kobe Bryant. How many times did I get to see LeBron James? Twice, maybe three times. Uh, All-star. You know what I mean? And what's that? That's not even, you know what I mean? Right. Now that he became a Laker, I got to watch him 82 times. Well, now what? Uh, see, what do, do the math for me. It's 164, whatever, plus playoff game. Like, now I get it. I can see his greatness from game to game to mm-hmm. game for one. <clears throat> uh, I'm still a little tougher on him because me, again, being a Kobeist, my thing is I, and I'll never change in this aspect, I would rather have a guy that'll take the shot than a guy that'll make the best play. Right. That sounds weird, right. but that's just me which the best play in a lot of situations is pass the ball. Look at the hell he took for game five. I was part, I was giving him hell too. Game five, Kobe game, because the Mamba game, closeout game, and that y'all made that hell of a fucking play. <laughs> came down to us, and we dished it to fucking Danny White-ass Brick Green, and he missed the shot. But it wasn't the best pass. Like, technically, maybe he caught it a little bad, whatever, 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 but fuck it, Robert Ory's knocking that shit down. Anyway. Yep, uh, that's the truth. Uh, the problem... <laughs> But the problem with me is, and I know, and you know, any basketball, real basketball mind will go, no, he has to make that play. You, you don't have four guys draped on you and have a, a fucking three-point sniper wide open and not pass on the ball. That's just stupid. But, but Danny Green, he 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 was building houses. I mean, he Man, was. Man, that shit was terrible. I felt bad for him, but, you know, not too bad because he's rich. But I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him because, you know, he had to go through the shit. But look at that. You know, they passed him around like, uh, well, anyway, they. He still found a hole. Where did he go anyway? I heard he got traded like 17 times or some shit. No, he went to Philly. Oh, he's in Philly. Oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great year. Yeah. Great year. Yeah, he's in no Philly. No excuses. No fans. Just get your ass out there. Play basketball. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to it. I can't wait to get to it. I was hoping LeBron and AD both said, fuck that. We're going to sit out till February, which uh, we have the team for them to do it because I don't want them just getting burnt out. But we're deep <laughs> enough so that I don't think they'll, they'll be – I don't want. I never want them playing forty-eight minutes um, until unless somehow we need it. Yeah, I don't see. How. Yeah, yeah, no need right now. Either one of 
Nah, I don't see them playing more than uh, well, I mean, when the season starts, I don't see that how they should play more than 30. Honestly, that's just me. Now, I'm gonna drop a bomb on you. I'm gonna mm-hmm. drop a bomb on you. Um, what's the guy y'all just picked up? The um, Schroeder, yeah, he hurt his ankle tonight. No, yeah, bro. The only pro- the only reason that's a bomb, but it's not, it don't kill me, is how deep we are. But damn, I love that guy. Well, sit his ass down, let him get all the way right, yep. and let him come through. Damn, yeah, I don't like that. I'm that's just I'm right. just glad that the NBA is back for Christmas because that's what I watch on Christmas Day. Hey man, hey, did you hear? Did you hear LeBron was like, "Oh man, I'm pissed because I finally got a, a a vacation plan for for Christmas, and now you know because he ain't been you know every yeah. Christmas he had to play. He like now I got to work. Like yeah, well nigga, that's why we give you five billion dollars, nigga. You better get out there <laughs> and play, nigga. Go buy you an island. Matter of fact, go now because you can have Christmas right now, nigga. I don't even want to hear. <laughs> go take it. Fuck out of here. But, uh, yeah, yeah, poor little rich guy. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But, yeah, nigga, especially that slate for Christmas Day. That's a great game. I know, man. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. oh and then, I, okay, one last basketball question. So, mm-hmm. when, you, when you talk, when you think about the GOAT, right? Right. Since Brian won that in this situation, like the pandemic, right. you know what right. I'm saying, and he did it for Kobe, can we, can we say now – Yo, give him that GOAT status. Let Like, Mike was Mike, but give him the GOAT status. Well, you know what's the beauty of this, my friend? He's not done. Now, if if he retired after last season, which, you know, would be insane, but if he did, then I would entertain that conversation, and then I would tell you whether or not yes or no. But this is my thing. I will answer politically like this. Even if I were or anyone is to say no, uh, He's still not done. <laughs> Facts. I got a, I got a pod coming up, bro. I have a uh, I have a podcast coming up. It's gonna be me. Um, I don't know if you know who uh, Andy Steinberg is. Um, uh, me, Andy Steinberg, and Ari Spears are gonna talk about this, <laughs> right? And they and they Michael Jordan t- through and through. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. So like I'm Bron. I'm I, you know I'm the Bron debater, and we're gonna do this the day after Christmas. Like it's gonna be crazy. Well, this is this is where you will you win, bro. Is wherever they finish their debate, whenever it's said and done, this is the fact that you will be able to stand on that you can end the show and drop the bomb. On. <laughs> We're already talking about him being the greatest and comparing him to Kobe or to to Michael Jordan, obviously. Um, and then you know, depending on other people, they like you, know, you might put Kobe in there. Well, however you want to do it. I mean, but they should put Kobe as, in. Leave there. it as LeBron. It's see. He got five. I'm, Let me I'm just, just say saying. this real quick. Before I say what I'm about to say, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. The thing about Kobe and LeBron, uh, Kobe and Michael Jordan, to me, was you can't really compare them to because Kobe, there'd be no Kobe in his totality of greatness without Michael Jordan. True. Because he patterned himself after the best player to ever fucking do it. So, bam, you there you have it, right? right. So that's just, that's just, that just is what it is. Like, I, I love Kobe as the GOAT. Um, just for what he did and how he did it. Now, uh, uh, to me, Jordan has to be because he was the first one to do it. He did it without somebody. And people say, "Oh, it was um, who was that other motherfucker? Julius Irvin or whoever else?" You know, I say, "No, he looked over him and did it." Yeah, no, no, no. He didn't. He kind of created his own lane. He had great players before him, but he just became Jordan. It was like, oh shit. Kobe became Kobe. However, he got to see Jordan so much that he could. Now, you, if if it was easy to do, everybody would do it. Right. But how do you emulate one of the greatest of all time, if not the one of the greatest of all time? So anyway, back to uh, LBJ. Your your winning argument 
in the argument will be the fact that we are right now talking about whether or not he's the GOAT. He's not finished. And he's still not done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mike drop. What else are going to say? We're even comparing it now. Oh, they do that all the time. No, 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 no. Because what if you win the argument and you don't even have to say that point? And he's not done, by the way. Oh, shit. You know, and it's gonna be hard to win when you when you debate. I already know how Ari. Uh, yeah, he gonna he gonna go hard. Ari's gonna go hard. I already know. Man. I mean, I you know it is what it is. I, I told I told him I said, listen, I know he gonna go hard because he he love Mike, bro. I, like, don't talk about Mike. You know, he's from New York. Yeah. Don't talk about Mike. Don't talk about right. Mike. But um, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna my favorite player all time. It's gonna time be fun. It's just like now, Mike. But, yeah, know. and I'll just, you know, in full disclosure, like, you know, with me, my, my whole, you know, I was finishing what I was talking about with, with, with LBJ. You know, I'm glad he's a Laker. Um, this is this is how I, I feel. So, you know, again, Kobe is I'm a Laker, diehard. They got this new kid. His name is is the King. Okay, go fuck yourself. How are you going to be a King? You just got here. <laughs> fuck yourself, right? Now you got to sing Kobe's it, man. Still you got to sing it like I don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> and and you go and he does what he does, da 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 to me, he got put on the board in my eyes when he beat Golden State and got won that one for Cleveland. It was impossible. It was impossible because I was actually going for Golden State, and I'm a Laker fan. Mm. So I was going, nah, as long as LeBron don't win. I was actually a hater. I've never admitted this in my life. I've never considered – I hate people that don't mind calling themselves a hater. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> there are people that are called Laker haters. There's like a whole tribe of these motherfuckers. I'm a Laker hater, so fuck what you talk about. Like, what's wrong with you? Don't you <laughs> dumb saying you don't that's sad that's that's sad to me but i hate it on the kid because of how they put him out there and it's fucked up because this is what his real his true greatness is right. now jordan didn't have motherfuckers saying oh he ain't gonna be or, or he's just the best ever and i hope he proves it and watch out as soon as he comes in the league fuck no he was able to be in the league for a while yep. and then got a great team and then once he won he never stopped winning. Now, that period, those six years or seven years with the one layoff comeback and all that shit was the greatest shit we'll ever fucking Yeah, that's impressive. Right? But LeBron was told from jump, you ain't you you about to be the beggar. And they just pumped him all the way up. Like, oh, he was just, they were kind of setting him up for failure, but he still conquered. And the most impressive thing to me about, uh, <laughs> this is the most impressive thing to me about LeBron James. This motherfucker can jump. Right now, the same height as he could when he was 19 years old. That don't make no sense to me. His, he's actually in his prime at 30-something years old. That don't make no sense to me. His his IQ is at the top. Mm-hmm. It don't get no higher. And then fucking NBA TV, whatever. It's all the way up. Yep. His jumping ability is the same. And he's improved his shot. And his, like, that's ridiculous to me. He's actually better now than he's ever been, in my opinion. You're like with Kobe or, or, or Jordan at this time in their career, you would say, well, he's great and he's mature, like Kobe number eight or Kobe number 24. Which one do you want? Yeah, but 24 couldn't jump like number eight. Because 24 couldn't athletically move. You know, he wouldn't have tore you know, Eight wouldn't have uh, ruptured in Achilles. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, knock on wood, ain't nothing stopping LeBron. Physically, he's just a monster. Um, and again, he's, he's not done. And he's put himself in position to really, really do. He, he, he aligned himself with a guy and they like <laughs> each other, which is great. That goes a long fucking way. That's the truth. Yeah, you're right. As much money he's spending, every like they hang out and hold, after the, the cameras ain't even on, these niggas is hanging out. Like that's great. Yeah, he, that's he's and LeBron spends man. a lot of a lot of money on his body too, like in the off season. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, man. These niggas be taking shit for granted. We love Shaq, but he always came back uh, out of shape and then worked his way through into shape by the time it was over. But it's all you know. Yep. I'm throw Shaq under the bus. So that's my nigga, nigga. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's Lakers though. Like it's gonna be fun to watch, uh, barring anything crazy like just an NBA shutdown for real or something. Uh, which even they even tried to shut the season down, or we came back and still won. Came back like, come on, man, 
Talking about this shit all night. And the Dodgers won. I mean, it's a good time. All right, anyway. So, so like, for those who don't really know, like, much about you, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, how did you get started in the movie business? You know, of course, for those that don't know, this is the younger brother of Cuba Gooden Jr. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Very proud. Very proud to be exactly that. Um, Cuba's my guy, man. Like, you know, um, radio was one of my, I mean, that's a hard role to play. You know what I'm saying? Man, go ahead. If you don't tell the truth, Listen. if you don't tell the truth, like people will see. I did a um, so quick story because I know we're running out of well, you know, we, now we, we good. We already 20 minutes deep of Lakers, which I love. But um, I uh, I got into the business because my brother is nine years older than me. Okay, now it, I don't have enough time to explain the whole life story. Right. However, I will sum it up in the way that we were. Um, this is this is a different way I can tell it now that I've read my father's memoirs, which is, which is just an interesting thing to even say. Memoirs, yes, my nigga, my pops was from Harlem, born and raised, and had memoirs. Word, <laughs> word. I read three hundred seventy-two pages of his his lineage, our lineage, life story with his father. This man was the lead singer of the main ingredient. Had the number one hit song in the world at the time, top of the world, plenty of money, all you can ask for. And in 1976, the day, the year I was born, he was actually um, in Africa during apartheid, performing for the motherland and for the people out there going through what they were going through, which was the the, the impression the, I'm, you know, apartheid. Look it up; mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was very bad. And when he got back to the states, he was blackballed and blacklisted with him and a couple other groups that were uh, famous at the time, and that's what ended the success and popularity of the main ingredient because the fact that he wasn't allowed to perform and eat, the records were taken off the shelf, the radio, airplay, everything stopped. So obviously money ran out. Um, we lost homes. Mm. We lost finances. My mother took, um, my father basically said, look, you go back home, live with your mom. I'm going back to New York <laughs> and uh, go get this money, mm-hmm. you know, because we had moved to the West Coast. My brother and sister were born in the Bronx. Mother and father were born in Harlem. Uh, five years after they were born, we moved to California, and then another four years later, I was born. So I'm a, I'm the West Coast baby, through and through. Where everybody else is from the East. So just saying that to say, when my father left, he went back to the East Coast and traveled and whatnot to try to get this money. Where my mother and my father, uh, my mother, I rather uh, took my brother, my sister, and myself, and we lived in her parents' house for you know a couple years, and then finally. Uh, my grandfather said, y'all got to go. You, you know what I mean? You got to go make something yourself. You can't just sit up in here. I don't give a fuck what you got to do. Your brother, your youngest, your oldest son be jumping around and shit like he want to be an entertainer. Take his ass to Hollywood then. And that's what she did. So we loaded us up in the car. We bounced around from spot to spot. We landed in uh, Toluca Lake and he got himself an agent. A year or so after having an agent, I went up, on one day went inside for him. You know, there was a nine year difference between the two of us. So I'm about nine years old. He's around 18. And I run in there to grab a script for him. His agent spots me, says, you have a great smile. Would you like to go on some auditions? Not would you like to be trained or take some classes, right. but would you like to just try out for this shit, right. right? So I begged my parents. They sent me out on two auditions. In one day, I had two auditions. First one was for some new TV show in a high-rise building. Scared the shit out of me. Of course, I didn't get it. <laughs> Second one was in the back of somebody's house. Bunch of kids running around playing basketball, football, and just kind of calm and whatever and so forth and so on. I was relaxed. I breathed, read the lines, booked the part. It was for McGruff the Crime Dog industrial film that was played in schools and shit. And I got that first taste of it and never looked back. 
about Word. two years later, I booked a regular series called Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon, where I beat out about 500 people auditioning for this damn thing. It was crazy. It was a big cattle call. We're all at the park. And uh, my mom said, just smile and you'll make them listen. Show them them fucking teeth that have never had braces on them that are West Indian like your father. Smile and read. And would you take your good diction having ass at nine years old? <laughs> Go over there and read them lines and smile and watch you book this thing. And I'm going to pray on it. And I went in there and God was good and I booked it. And that show ran for three years. And right when that show concluded, I, I booked another show immediately after it called Hang With Mr. Cooper. And that ran for five years. Mm -hmm. And then one of the executive producers that were formerly from that show started a new show called Smart Guy and said, we want you to come play the bully. And then that it turned into a regular role and that ran for another three years. And then I look up and I'm 24 years old. You know what I'm saying? So everything Thanks. was consecutive all through high school, all through that. No college now because I'm already working and getting checks and shit. And uh, 24 years old, boom. Then I get a phone call from a man named John Singleton that said he has a movie for me that he made my brother a movie star and he wants to do the same for me. And, mm. and the rest is, as you, as you say, history. Baby boy. Baby boy. Yes, Lord. So uh, it's been a fun journey uh, thus far. You know, uh, it's the great thing about it is not only have I been blessed, um, you know, from a, a prayer warrior mother uh, uh, who is also an entertainer and a father who is a trailblazer, a lead singer of Main Ingredient. He gave me these vocal abilities um, that I've used for hip hop because that's my era. Word. You know, there was a time where singing was, quote unquote, you know, it was cool. Uh, but when I grew up, it was rap. You know what I mean? I was listening to the show by Dougie Fresh, and, uh, the Fushnickens and fucking... Uh, the uh, Fushnickens. Oh, you, you know said the Fushnickens. Oh, oh, man. man. side. that's why I get down, I spit, you hear my song Homage. Yeah, that's uh, my joint. Yeah, you know I mean, you, can, you hear me double time and you say, damn, where you get that from? That was La Shmoo. I figured something out early in, in life, man. I was Because I would, I would listen, listen. Repetition, repetition, so I memorize lines, going over, going over, play a song a million times. And I had, you know, I used to write, I always write. I never do anybody else's lyrics, you know what I mean? So as I was writing, I figured out how to put words together. I'll never forget the words. There was a line from one of one of the Pushnikin songs, and it was, the thicker, the richer, the bigger, the better, right? These words, one after another, are easy to say faster. The thicker, the richer, the bigger, the better. The thicker, the richer, the bigger, the better. The thicker, the richer, the bigger, the better. I was like, damn, what the hell was that? I just, once, <laughs> once you learn when you're writing, you can't say every word fast. Some niggas can. Twist right. as a motherfucker. That nigga can say anything super fast. Like, goddamn, nigga. Read the dictionary. How'd you do that? No, but I learned <laughs> that certain words fall in line together, and you can say them faster. So that's the challenge when you're writing. Then make it clever. Then maybe use metaphors, maybe tell a story, maybe throw a plot twist in there, surprise ending. You know what I mean? So right. That's the fun of hip hop for me. And that's the only part that I, I miss about hip hop today, which is fun. It's still creative. These kids have a lot of fucking talent. Um, but we used to challenge ourselves in, you know, I, I like, that's what I like about Eminem is, you know, he'd say, he, the only problem I have with Eminem is he's almost too much. He says so many things, you got to yeah. rewind it and listen back and be like, oh, shit, did you hear how he flipped that? And he's been in the wordplay, oh, which I like to do, but a lot of kids don't respect it because they don't want to, they ain't got the time. They ain't like, all right, look, 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 get to the point. Or say yeah. it slow and let me sit this lean and not have to be, you hurt my head, bruh. You know what Thanks. I mean? It was a different era, you know? Mace right. started it all. It was <laughs> Mace was, the, he was the slow flow guy. 
Mason you know what I'm slow with it then, man, that, man, and it was so so slow and just calm and just laid back that people was like, oh, this is it. But he was actually saying some shit, but he was just, it was still a method to it. You know, like this, like what they call them mumble rappers, but even though they mumbling, they still saying some shit. Most of them are anyway. You know, I just rewind some shit, but like, wait, that nigga actually can spit something there. Wait, rewind that back. Like, man, I hate this song. We hate that song. Listen to it again. So He's the Fushnickens was like, influence you? Say it again now. So the Fushnickens, they, were they, like, they, they, were they influenced you? Man, okay. once I, you know, I like I like listening to them. You know, I love Buster Rhymes is one of my favorite of all time. So when I wrote the song Homage, he's who I was talking about mm. uh, when I began the song. Because he, whenever time somebody asked me who my favorite rapper was, I would say, um, this is not the rapper that I believe is the best rapper of all time, but he's my favorite. My right. favorite. Right. I love him as an entertainer. I love him as his lyrical content. I love how he gets down. His execution is always on point. Always. And it's got, you know? So Buster Rhymes is, is, is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, but, uh, you know, being from the West Coast, you know, I feel like we always, you know, and we battle, man. We on the street, especially when motherfuckers see me and be like, oh, you're that actor nigga. Yeah, but that nigga got bars. Yeah, right. And we started, <laughs> niggas start beatboxing. Start, yeah. Back in the day, niggas was beatbox. Nigga, give me something. Niggas start getting it, and we go in. You know, right. I, it, that went through my teens, through early 20s. I'd go to a club or something, we'd be busting in the club. Nigga walking to the car, well, hold on, well, give me something. I was battling niggas in San Diego one day out the parking lot. i never forget, we was going at it. Because they was laughing, like, you that nigga from that Wooty Woo show. I'm like, yeah, right, nigga, give me something. Niggas start going at it, but at the end of the day, they were like, nigga, you damn, nigga. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga <laughs> can rap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Like, well, this, is, this is what we used to do before we was, you know, well, it kind of kind of overlapped with uh with uh, the baby boyness of it all, but it was like you know, you'd go out, you know, you have your people with you. That's why I mean, another thing about me, you know, fun fact, is all my niggas that you see me with. If you see me out, you see some cats around me. You, you look back and scroll through pictures and shit, and old pictures. You'll see them same dudes there. Mm-hmm. I don't change up. I don't. But I. But them same dudes also ain't Hollywood dudes. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, you work for such and such. Y'all go kick it. Nah, I got my day one. I know the who got my back. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why I'm still out here and looking like this and I can still do that and still do this. You know what I mean? I didn't fall for these traps or fall for that. God gave me wisdom. He gave me sight, you know, and it's a blessing. Uh, You know, I had a brother and a father who just kind of led by example. They weren't real. My brother wasn't real preachy. He would just kind of do what he do. And if you need me, holler at me. Mm -hmm. My father was preachy, but he was hard to find (laughs) because he was out doing his thing. But if I had a question or if I asked him about something, he would give it to me. He would give it to me. And when we hung, we hung, man. We let all that shit, any all the bullshit go. We just we just enjoyed each other's company, man. So I was very proud of my father always. Always. Word. Let me ask right you something, there. bro. Talk to me. So if you could tell your younger something, your, your younger self something um, today, what would you say? Uh, the only thing I would tell myself, because the reason is uh, I feel like it's definitely an older, wiser situation. What I would have told myself is um, pay more attention in school. Just because I, I, it wasn't just about the money. I don't know if it was ADHD or if I was undiagnosed or whatever the case it was. Like, I had a problem in school unless it was something I could really connect with. Math was always easy. Obviously, English and shit and, and drama class and all that shit was easy. But the other stuff, you know history and fucking, you know, physics and all that. Just the the little things that at the time I really could have really sunk into more just to have more knowledge about shit 
instead of having to kind of learn on the go and having to learn now, pay attention because you're not going to be in school forever. When you're young, you think you're going to like this fucking school shit. Man, I'm in school <laughs> right now, bro. Life, you, don't, you don't know that it's not your whole life. Yeah. When you're young and in it, it's like, Facts. Wow, that's a fact. Out of this shit. You know, it was it. It starts off easy and then it starts getting difficult. It starts becoming work. And then when it becomes work, you either accept the work or you rebel against it. And it depends on your teachers and your school. And I love to blame the LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District, because most of the teachers are fucking trash. I like to blame them. They're trash, bro. They like they, we we had in my high school, they would list the grades outside. You walk by the hallway, stop, you just look up and see everybody's grade in the class. How the fuck half your class failing? Mm. That's not the class. That's you. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell every student student is dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? I was taking Spanish class with Mexican kids was failing the class. Like, this is some dumb shit. These teachers are terrible. But they're underpaid, overworked, blah, 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 right. whatever side story you want to get. Same story in every city. Right. And I've never been to a private school, so I don't know. But the, the, the public schools, these public schools, some of these teachers, it's, it's, you know, whatever. You know, I've seen other people that seem to have more knowledge about certain things, you know. Just, just think that normal kids should know off bat. I was like, excuse me, what was that? Hold on, Renaissance, what the fuck is that? Like, nigga, what, is, what did you just say? I read this book. <laughs> you didn't know that this is where, ah, nah, you know. And as I get older, I, you know, I find myself Googling. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I remember that night. I should have paid attention to that. I would tell my younger self, nigga, pay attention now. Learn and soak up all that shit now because it'll make it just a little bit easier later. And then you can learn more and then you can really, really take the fuck off. But I was one of them kind of guys that, look, if I know enough to get what I need to be comfortable, then cool. With acting, acting was easy to me early. Mm. It was easy, and it scared me. Like, this is going to be stupid. All of them have all the money in the fucking world, and then what? Boring? That's crazy. Like, I actually had that (laughs) as a youngster. Like, this is, oh, my God, that's almost a nightmare. Like, damn, I'm going to just be really rich? That sucks. Like, hey, stupid. (laughs) You can never have enough money. You can never have enough fucking money. Facts. That's That's a fact. Hey, bro, quick question, man. Like, did you play in a sitcom uh, barbershop? Sure did. Bro, they sure did. Yeah, okay, because it was it came out right after the movie, right? And they did a series for like... Well, uh, let me see. I think they did both of the first two movies first. Okay. And then, um, yeah, man, I went on... Uh, let's see. That was in about 05, I believe. Uh, Baby Boy was in 2000. Then I went to uh, New Orleans. I did a film out there called... Uh, the playmaker that never came out. Fun fact: uh, Zoe Saldana, Boris Kojo, myself, a couple other people. It's crazy, but the motherfuckers ran out of money. It was the weirdest thing, Dang. and I just stayed living out there. That's why I'm a Saints fan. Who that? Uh, for like about six, seven months, came back home, and then I booked a show called Playmakers in ESP- for ESPN. Went out to Toronto, stayed out there for about a half, almost a year, filmed all of that, then came back home. Since that show ended. I auditioned for it. They said, hey, they're doing a series uh, for Barbershop. They're going to adapt it into a series for Showtime. And it was raunchy as hell, but it was funny as fuck. And I think the reason why that only went one year, my opinion, why it because there was a couple little inside things that I don't need to put out there like that. But as far as the reason it didn't go, I think it's because it lost its core fan. Barbershop was a PG-13 wholesome movie. Right. Both of them were. It was a little edgy, but Barbershop the series, was raw. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't even R. It was NC-17. <laughs> we was fucking and titties and that. It was a wild ass shit. <laughs> and when you watch it, just don't have your kids around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just watch it go, oh damn, this shit is funny, but it is adult. So 
That's like making, I don't know, some, you know, some fucking, a great movie, Wizard of Oz or some shit, and everybody, oh, it's great. It's dead a lollipop kids, and they're doing the HBO version of it, and the dwarves are fucking each other. Like, oh, you know, man. it was just some way out <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And it was just like, nah, man, the, the people that love the movies ain't watching this fucking shit. I don't think so. So, you know, that went for you. Damn, that's crazy. Listen, man. You said so. You said uh, the Saints are your team, bro. I need. Yeah. I'm I, in my in my fantasy football league. I need Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas mm. to do something this weekend, man. I need them to do something. Hey, bro. uh, shit! I wouldn't scare you in the fact I saw. I, you know, I haven't had such a fucking long day. I haven't had a uh, chance to log in. You know, too, because I'm I'm still in mine too. We in this what semifinal? Yeah. yeah. I'm about to get. Uh, I gotta I gotta try to make some 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 things happen. The only thing I'm gonna say is Thomas is gonna go off. And uh, Taysom Hill is a good one to have. I, I think as long as they start him, you'll be all right. Because he'll. I got Big Ben on the bench. Though. Be I got right. Big Ben. They were talking early. Huh? I got Big Ben on the bench just in case. Okay, good. That's a good just in case. Oh man, you got a nice little team. Because if he's if you can swap him in just in case they pull that last minute shit. I think we know by now. They don't play till Sunday. I think uh, you know who my MVP uh, on the uh, Saints franchise, on the organization is Sean Payton. That dude, I love him. And I think he proved how good he was last year when Drew Brees got injured and in comes Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And and that game, now Bridgewater was all the shit everybody thought he was. Well, then how come you didn't win that game? Because when, <laughs> when, when Drew Brees went out, he went out in like the first quarter. And I was supposed to be at that game. And got, thank God. I, I, sw- I sold my tickets at the last minute because I was like, Mm-mm, I didn't like the game one of that season. And game two, I said, you know what? I got to it was a rematch against the Rams at the Rams right out here in L.A. And it's hot. My wife is pregnant. You know what? I'm not going to that. Right. Season. That first game looked like trash. And I luckily I got the fucking um, nice 50-yard line season. It was great. Nigga, $1,600 both from tickets. But I was like, you know what? I got the little insurance. Told them, look, my wife is pregnant. I'm going to be sitting in the cell. All this other made of them. And they gave my money back. So anyway, Drew Brees goes out in the first quarter. Bridgewater comes steps in and is boo-boo and we lose that game so that doesn't go on his record as a loss because drew Brees was the starter right. but the next five games this man goes five and oh because sean payton now can game plan around bridgewater which is what he's doing for Taysom hill you know what i'm saying uh that last game was very interesting to me though i don't know if you saw it because you're not a, a, a no i want no I'm, i've been watching ever since like whenever finished oh that's yeah. right yeah. <laughs> and plus my my fiance she is from philadelphia she is an eagles fan you know what i'm saying oh, so i'm definitely watching oh she had fun oh yeah she had a good time watching that. <laughs> uh oh she had a ball uh yeah man but did you see how the end of the game they was just walking down the field yeah man i did see that scores? i was like what the hell's going on here that that was very uncharacteristic of if no one else sean payton He's very knowledgeable. That's a smart guy. He's not a, a nigga that's lucky with some good players. How the hell did you not know that you need to be rushing these dudes down the field, man? What what, what is really going on? Uh, so that was interesting. That was interesting. But we'll see. I, I was I was just curious to see if he was going to pull the trigger on uh, Jameis Winston. If if nothing else, this is what I think. This is what would be dope if they like really like if if Drew Brees was not coming back. It was like a career ending mm-hmm. or 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 season ending injury. I think he would try something like this. Put Jameson in as kind of like a hybrid thing that he, that, that he had uh, 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 Drew Brees doing, where Drew would come in, throw his thing, and then they'd be like, all right, hold on, Drew Brees is now getting out the wide receiver, and here comes Taysom Hill, yep. and they're running the wildcat. You know what I mean? Yep. They can, he could use both of those guys. I don't know why he doesn't try that. I, you know, it's just hard to trust a guy 
uh, that throws interceptions the way he does. <laughs> so it's it's his decision making is what comes into question. Like starting, uh, um, you definitely don't bring Drew Brees back against the fucking monster team. These guys can't be slowed down. Our defense, I don't know how our defense became ranked so well because every time I watch a game, I'd be yelling at these motherfuckers and then they pull off some shit. When we won, the one time we won in 09, that entire year was all about turnovers on the defense. Mm. If we didn't score or get turnovers on defense, we were going to lose that game. And the only reason we won the Super Bowl, we did an onside kick that surprised the shit out of the motherfuckers. That came down to a one-score game and the same thing. So, um... We'll we'll see. I would like for them to use Winston just because we know he could put up a bunch of points potentially, mm-hmm. and that's the only way we'd beat. If Drew Brees was healthy, it would be a shootout. That was that's it. And I'd like to see Drew. I'd him. like to see Drew ride off into the sunset with a ring. You know, my my squad is the Tennessee Titans. You know what I'm saying? I've been a Tennessee mm-hmm. Titan fan since they were the Houston Oilers. They moved from Houston Oilers all the way to Tennessee. And then they brought the, the uh, Houston Texans. But I was like, nah, I'm going with the original squad. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm gonna bring the controversy in, Tense. You've been polite with your questions. Let me ask you a, a, <laughs> a, a podcast question. Let me go for the jugular right quick. Did you hear what Drew Brees said over the summer that caused all the controversy? No, I didn't. What, what was it? Yikes. Well, being a Saints fan, I will not bring it back up. What I will say <laughs> is, he said something very damaging to the soul of a lot of African-Americans, let alone African-Americans. Oh, you're talking about that. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm familiar. And then, you know, where did you, you know, I don't know. I think the the fans of the Saints took it harder than anybody else did because we were just like, God damn, (laughs) you was our nigga. We thought, you know, and for you to come out. And, you know, I I believe in people getting second chances and making this and I apologize and shit like that. But come on, man. Come on, bro. My, my thing is, especially being a quarterback, it's all about decision making. Yeah. You know, and he has already been fucking up the last couple seasons to me. That's another thing. I don't even talk about it too much. But when I thought he was going to retire last year, which I thought he should have, I said, it is your time. This is when I knew it was over for Drew Brees in my mind. When he came out of the game, Taysom Hill came in, made a huge play in the playoffs, we're good to go, got us right in scoring position, and then Drew Brees came back on the field and fumbled the ball. He didn't throw an interception. He took the snap and fumbled and turned the ball over. Sure, it could happen to anybody. But really? <laughs> I just knew. I said, as soon as it happened, I went, okay, that's it. That's enough. That's enough. Because the year before was, oh, pass interference. They should have called the pass interference. All they talking about is the pass interference. Fuck the pass interference. Why are you throwing the ball right there? That's a, we yeah. were in field goal motherfucking range. Run the ball. You got Kamara. You got other motherfuckers. We still had Ingram. Run the ball. Mm-hmm. Why are you throwing the ball? But he threw the ball. Now it's a long one. Threw the ball again. Now, oh, now we're out of field goal range. All right, one more time. Throw the ball. Damn, where's the PI? All right, now we got to punt it. Now that, then we lose the game. Like, man, come on, man. I was done with Duke. I've been done with Duke. To me, that was one strike, two strike, and then the summer comment made it three strikes for me. Well, how did God do? Up, oh, rib injury, punctured lung, all that shit. Now he out the yep, way. Got him. Got him together. And you got know what's crazy? And the good thing about it for Taysom Hill is it made us see if – because Taysom Hill came. I said, what? <laughs> This nigga has never thrown the ball ever. Right. And we're going to put him in his start. However, what I do like, like about Taysom Hill is that he runs the ball. What I don't like about running quarterbacks, even though they're mainly black, and then this is what happens. You get somebody like Michael Vick and the many, many run, black quarterbacks that can run the ball. And instead of running the ball every chance they can run the ball successfully, they want to prove that they have an arm as well. Mm-hmm. So they throw the ball. 
on crucial downs, and then so forth and so on. Taysom Hill will run first and then think about throwing that motherfucking ball. <laughs> That's what I like. If you can run, run. I want you to run every down if you can. And he big, too. Score, he big, he's huh? a big guy, too. So and he, can, he big. Yeah. He ain't going to get tackled running the ball. And, and, you know, Dak Prescott, that sucks. No, no offense, Dak. But he, 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 he's big enough because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then I found out he could throw the ball a little bit. He can even throw it down the field farther than Drew Brees. You notice he don't ever do because he ain't got the arm. Right. But he's, you know, throw 100 million passes. Now, another thing that was I thought was real interesting is after those comments over the summer, two people from the team went to Twitter about it. Yep. Our defensive back, which is that's fine. He on defense. They don't have to get along. But also Michael Thomas. Yeah. I said, uh, that's going to hurt. And what happened? First game we played, Michael had about three points. Three, three. Uh, three yeah, he didn't throw the ball to him. Then he got hurt. He didn't throw the ball to him once, and then he got hurt. I said, damn. I was sorry. I'm and like, that's that my first back, round now, pick. Now Michael looking good. Why? Because another quarterback's in there going, well, this thing is wide open. Why not throw it to him every time? So he'd get 15 catches and 400 yards. That's the best wide receiver in the league. You better throw him the ball. Hands down. I mean, I, but, you know, that's why I went to me. Drew Brees kind of showed his colors again. Yeah, that's true. Because he's like, yeah, okay, I did what I did. Ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, you mad too? Well, you, I shouldn't have said this, but you shouldn't have spoke up. All right, well, we see who's going to throw you the balls. Everybody's like, Oh, the team ain't going to block for him. He's going to get sacked a million times. I'm like, no, nigga. They ain't going to lose their job. That offensive line is not going to lose their job not blocking for this. <laughs> That's what they're not. As soon as one nigga missed too many tackles, you're now on the bench. No, I'm not losing my job. I'm going to still be the best offensive line that I could be. That little dude will get protected. Uh, but we'll see who he does. You know, he's going to do a, a Tom Brady and spread that motherfucker ball around like a motherfucker. Yeah. There'll be all type of 15 different receivers caught a catch. Ain't that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> We don't even have 15 receivers, nigga. Everybody catching balls. I think Sean Payton caught down, nigga. What? This nigga throw to everybody now. Oh, Michael Thomas got 10 catches? Not by Drew Brees. That shit was very obvious. He was throwing to a nigga that I didn't even know his name. I, what was the one? Uh, it wasn't because, okay, like, I know he was throwing it to Emmanuel Sanders, but it was another nigga, uh, Trayshawn Smith. Is that his name? Trayshawn Smith, yeah. Smith was catching balls. Come on. We had backup tight ends catching balls. <laughs> Nigga, two ball boys on the pass, nigga. That, that nigga throw to anybody but Michael Thomas, and he's the best motherfucker. <laughs> and he's the best motherfucker in the game because Drew Brees throws to that motherfucker every time. Right. You know, I mean, he could you know, great catches. I mean, don't let me take away from his ability. Yes. But when you, you know, put him on any other team, probably the same thing. Like, well, if you get out, get open, nigga, and you'll catch the ball, I'm getting that motherfucker. <laughs> and he can do it every fucking time. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. God damn it. See, I know I do this. 40 I know. Minutes. I love talking. Last, last thing uh, before we before we go, man. Uh, anything you wanna yes, uh, you wanna promote? Like you got coming up? Yes, yes, man. So, uh, so it's been a, a believe it or not, it's been a very busy year. Um, after the um, the initial lockdown, which was 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 for me, it was a blessing uh, just to be able to slow down and not send my oldest son off to daycare for fucking five hours of the day. Uh, and then t- he's home for two hours and then put him to sleep and then that's it. Like, yeah, but see my, but, oh, he's being raised by daycare. So that's out of the question. I get to see my son, raise my son, go for walks. We don't go for walks, either go jogging or hit the treadmill to hit the gym. No. Who goes for walk? Now we go for nice long ass walks, sit down and talk. Like it, it slowed me and my family down as a family, my immediate family down. As a family. It was great. Talking to my, even the rest of my family, you know, people pick up the phone. It's COVID, nigga. You ain't nothing, nothing to do but pick up the phone. <laughs> I've never talked so long with my brother. We talked for hours now. Just 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 kicking game and knowledge. Ain't got shit to do. 
You know? So that was cool. But then right after that, uh, right before, I should say, the shutdown stopped, um, you know, I just had another, my second child, Miles, uh, in November, um, you know, and then when everything kind of shut down, you know, I was, I was on a new hunger, like, all right, I've rested. I didn't had the well, one son's about three years old. I was at home watching him grow all that. I got a show called family time that, uh, we've actually did our finale tonight for season eight, 91 episodes in the bank. Shout out to bounce TV. Okay. If you haven't seen family time before go log on bounce tv.com. If you have brown sugar app, you can watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. It is an over-the-air broadcast network, the first and only over-the-air broadcast network for African-American programming, which means it is free TV. That's dope. I mean, well, BET, da, da, no, free. You ain't got to pay nothing. If you've got digital cable, digital converter box, boom, bing, bang, you can see Bounce TV. they got a lot of great programming on there. But I, uh, I usually do that show. It takes us a month to film the entire season, and then I have 11 more months to myself to do other projects. Last summer, I did two back-to-back seasons, and in the middle of that, joined the cast of UMC, uh, UMC, the Urban Movie Channel. Um, they have a show called Fifth Ward that films out in Dallas. I joined that cast and filmed that season, too, um, all summer mm. long, because I knew I had a son on the way. My <laughs> <laughs> son's born in November. Stack all that up. We had shows in the can, so we didn't work on family time this year because we already had a season in the can. So that aired, and that's out the way. Um, right before the break, I met a man named uh, Ricky Burchell, who was a writer and a producer and a director, and he had just finished a movie called Trap City with Brandon T. Jackson. Now, they finished this movie, and um, he wrote another movie for Brandon T. Jackson, but you know he wasn't available for it, whatever the case was, so they approached me with the movie. Uh, I read this script. It's called AM Radio. This is one of the best scripts I have ever okay. read. I read it from start to finish. And what stood out about it for me is that it was tailor-made for me. It wasn't dead on because, it, you know, I'm a very fun-loving, happy-going, always look at the positive. I'm a Libra with the, the scales. Libra means for me is if I'm upset, I need to get happy immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I get down. I like to enjoy life. I always look at the bright side. I'm an optimist, that type of thing. But this character is on the darker side, but he's very knowledgeable. He's read a lot of books. He is a guy that worked at an FM radio show, lost his job, got another job at an AM radio show, had a meltdown on air, loses his music license, and then basically becomes a talk show. And he has a lot of different callers that call in. So I'm reading the script and I'm looking at it. For one, again, I thought the, the writing was brilliant. We negotiated the price. Everything was good to go. COVID-19 hit, shuts Hollywood mm -hmm. down. So I said, well, damn, I guess that ain't going to happen. I go into the, like I said, everybody goes home and we shelter in place and all that. After two, three months, June rolls around and I'm like, hmm, it's been fun at home and all, but I got to get after it. You know what I mean? So my man calls me up and says, uh, yeah, man, you know, just keeping in touch with you. We open once everything gets back up, we can get this thing going. We'd like to film it right now, honestly, but everything's kind of scaled back. Uh, we're trying to figure out a way to make it happen. So long story short, we figured it out. We, the beauty of the movie to me is that it's written in a way that I am not around many people. So damn, 53 minutes. Uh, I'm around many people <laughs> by myself in a room with plexiglass and uh, the, the music producer, and that's it. 
and, 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 and callers that call in that we, we film at another time. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, uh, I'll come back on. I got to do your podcast again, man, because I got to cut it short here. But yeah, I for sure. Talk to you about AM Radio, the movie, which we are putting together. I want to talk about the soundtrack to Trap City, which I've also done five songs off of that. Plus, I'm doing music for AM Radio. I've joined the cast and uh, production team of two other films. One is called Prisoner of Love. The other is called Leo. Look for that in 2021. And I've also almost completed a documentary about the 90s and being Omar Gooding. So. No I appreciate doubt. you following me on IG at Omar Gooding. Uh, I'll keep y'all posted on everything. Keep showing pictures of these kids because they're growing out of this damn world. Uh, For sure. And I'm gonna play. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play your, your joint uh, homage. You yeah, know, play homage, project. The go, excuse. Y'all go cop that. Y'all go big O. The excuse. It's on Apple. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on all of that. Uh, I appreciate the support, man. Love y'all. No joke, bro. All right, y'all. This is this is pay homage. You know what I'm saying by Big O. All right, King P. To the nigga that I love, cause I love when the nigga go live on the record. Yeah. Even when he vibe, put his life on the line, cause he'd rather die than be recognized as a record. Draw, go hard in the paint. Sucks when you think you are, but you ain't. Ain't no sunshine here, right? That's like ain't no crime on Martin Luther King. Too hard to involve a debate. Too sharp to be in the car with the bait. Yeah. Ain't got time for the bullshit, less it's about that bullshit time of the day. Sometimes gotta make time for the fake time, but the fake time. Get away with the fake crime, make it FaceTime at Wayside. What should've been Wayside? Now it's on FaceTime. Should I keep jumping it? Yeah. Should all y'all keep bumping it? Yeah. Should all y'all take the fall when I drop? Cause I'm not gonna stop once y'all get involved in it. Woo! Let me find out that y'all when it find out how they bury Billy Bob and it find out you're very interested in what Omar got say about it. Uh, tell me, would you go cray cray if I said my way or the highway? <gasps> bye bye sway, oh. bye bye nay nay, bye bye gang gang, all y'all gangway. Why can't we all get along, get it on till we on in the rain? Nothing wrong with it, we all good, so it's all good. Nope, nope. Hey, would you still find a way to get his paws in it? Got you thinking that you're hot as shit, a dope as fuck, but really you are not the shit. Or maybe you be fucking it up and love it to death, but thinking that it's really just the opposite. Mm. Wouldn't matter to me, I bust. Break a nigga down, I want me, I bust. Hit him hard, really hope that he hop up so I can really get the beat on cuz he had it coming. Get the kick until I'm out of asses. Tyler has seen the calabasses where the grass is greener, but old gets meaner. Shit, let that slide. I'm all out of passes. Mm. Maybe you can all kiss my ass is the way that I should look at it. Got more ways in a cookbook to eat. Turn the page. Look, look, see? Hey, yo. That sounds good, man, but. It's late and I'm ready to go home. You used every word in the dictionary. Yo, Mojo is the plan, man. You ain't gotta break bread, quit playing, man. You ain't gonna get these riches, you bitches need to quit bullshit and get the fuck about the game, man. Your first meal, change your lifestyle. First real bitch, you probably gain you a wife now. Second meal, turn it to your third meal. Now it's done, but another fucking day in the life now. Maintain ain't the main thing. Main thing is to keep it coming and coming like bang, bang. Fucking with your come up, then it's time to get the gang, gang. Pull up on them, be like bang, 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 bang. Fuck em up, fuck em up, yup, get em all. Rev em up, let em go, let these niggas know. You in that banging, I'm in that banging. Pull up the shit with big O in a single, about to let it go. I'm in the business of giving niggas the business. So if you happen to witness, you probably end up a witness. So watch me in the beginnings. And sending so many niggas to the ER. Another a minute, they call me a menace. I've been in attendance, I'm watching you niggas. The key back, he ready to watch you niggas. I'm popping with the guns, you ready to chop you niggas. I catch you slipping, I'm Versace you niggas. And then I hit him with the.